Dear witches, thank you for joining us on our Modern Witches YouTube channel. This portal is a space for musings on the diverse pathways of witchcraft, intuitive ramblings, and much more that is bubbling away in our cauldron of modern magic. We hope you enjoy these magical meditations and please share your questions and comments with us. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to get more intimate with Modern Witches, be sure to check out our membership the coven. Learn more at modernwitches.org. We hope to see you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Modern Witches podcast and YouTube channel. Um, we're so excited to be gathering with some amazing magical folks. Um, I am Casey Zabala. My pronouns are she, her. I am recording this from the land of the Minimumwintu and Shasta people up in Northern California. And I am super excited to have Kira with us today. Do you wanna Hi. share and introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm Kira, also known as the Astrology Online. Um, I, what, what do I say? <laughs> I'm an astrologer. <laughs> Um, I'm an astrologer, podcast host, and primarily um, focus on education in the astrology community, as well as supporting astrologers um, through like mentorship and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm based in LA um, after spending a decade in New York, and I do miss it, but I love it out here. So yeah. Awesome. Well, Kira's here for many reasons because they're amazing. Um, but also because they taught at our 2020, which is Confluence. I really had yeah. to think about that. <laughs> um, and we're just excited to have you back and to kind of continue this conversation about magic and astrology and how those two things intersect. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm curious if you could share a little bit about how you found your way to astrology. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I started really early, even though I, I don't think I, I didn't know it at the time, I guess. Um, but as long as I can, I can remember, I knew I was a Scorpio. That's something that I just always remember being like proud of and, and, you know, like knowing and owning, um, my dad's a Scorpio too. And he's always been really into space. Um, and he had me memorize all the planets in their order from the sun when I was like eight or something. I just remember reciting that for him all the time. He would like ask me to. Oh, um, and so, yeah, I always had the like language of the planets, but I was really birthday obsessed as a kid. I just knew everyone's birthday. I took a lot of pride in that. Um, I still remember like kids from preschool, like their birthdays, like teacher's birthdays it's just sort of ingrained in me I always knew it was important for some reason I don't know why um but I also knew like the time of birth was important because I found a letter I wrote to myself when I was like eight or nine and I signed it with like my full name my birth date and my birth time wow. <laughs> which is just like I don't yeah who knows what I was thinking at that time but it was always it always mattered to me um and yeah, so when I was around like 11 or 12 was when I started to research the signs online and um, just mostly for like compatibility purposes, I was boy crazy, 
little Venus and Libra. <laughs> Still I am, honestly. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so I was really into that as a kid and um and then like didn't really do too much with the outside of just always asking people's birthdays and, and kind of like noting their signs. Um and it wasn't until 10 years later, about 10 years later, I was, you know, living in New York and um I had a friend who was like, did you know that there's like moon signs and stuff? And I was like, what? And she had this book and I found out I was at Aries moon that day. And I was like, I need to know more. And so I, I remember being at home with my parents at during like Christmas break or something. And I just Googled birth chart. I don't even know how I knew to Google birth chart, but for some reason I did. And I typed in my information and I just remember seeing my chart for the first time. And it was like just fireworks and, you know, it felt really special and I just needed to learn everything I could about it. So I literally, I didn't sleep that night. I just kept Googling (laughs) and just kept researching. And yeah, that was almost a decade ago. And here I am now. (laughs) I love that. I feel like, um, I don't know, there's something about astrology that really takes that kind of like obsession. I don't know if that's true, but like, it feels like that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a healthy obsession. Um, it's funny. I remember, um, in high school, like one of my friends having a book, I'm trying to remember like who wrote it. The birthday book. There was the birthday book, but then there was also this book that was like this, like sex of astrology. And it was like all about like, you know, who you are sexually and your, your sign and compatibility. Mm. And we were really obsessed with that. I wonder if it was sex signs. Sex signs is a good one. Might've been sex signs. I have all those. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I feel like those little those moments in your childhood where you're like, why did I do this? Or why did I, you know, what, what compelled me to Google birth chart? Um, those moments are really, I don't know, reflective of like a soul purpose or totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, yeah. It's always felt like one of those things that was just like meant for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but even before I knew much about it, like, I just, I always like, resonating with Scorpio so deeply. (laughs) Um, and now that I know that I have like so many other placements too, but still like it always, it always called me and I finally answered the call. Yeah. And I mean, is, is magic a part of astrology for you? Like, what do you think about the intersection of the two? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think, um, well, just being in this community and the, in the community with astrologers has allowed me to, pursue magic in ways that I never really anticipated. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm sort of one of those people who never really doubted or questioned magic or astrology or any of these things, you know, being, being true. Um, but I've definitely been able to explore that more now, you know, in the past couple of years, I'm right now, this is a talisman I'm wearing, um, a magical talisman that's like a mercury talisman that I tend to wear when I'm doing interviews and stuff but yeah just astrological magic particularly um and connecting with the planets the spheres in a way um that has a lot to do with both like prayer and ritual and just communion really with them um that's definitely opened my eyes up 
to, it's just enriched my world. I think um, I'm personally like a big Venus girl. I would say I'm like a Venus devotee and um, yeah, it's just, just working with Venus, especially has really helped a lot. I mean, working with all the planets is just deepening your connection to, to them is deepening your connection to divine. Um, and I don't know, what do I say about magic and astrology? I mean, it's such a big, it's such a big thing. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like people don't know that there is a really big intersection and there's a whole community of astrological magicians, um, and mages, and there's so much you can do with it. And honestly, not to say that you need astrology to do magic at all, but like I couldn't like to me they're so interwoven because I kind of came to magic through astrology I guess and um yeah magic magic itself is such a it's such a difficult concept to even like convey because it is so interwoven with everything that we do and mm-hmm. you know just how we live our lives um so yeah totally yeah I think um part of the reason why we're like having these conversations around magic is because it's like hard to talk about. It's like, what is that thing? How do you define Mm -hmm. it? It's everywhere and you can't see it necessarily, but sometimes you can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the more you like open yourself up to it, the more, the more you see it, the more it opens itself up to you. Mm -hmm. And that's like something sometimes I have to explain to people. I mean, not that I'm like talking to skeptics, skeptics all the time. Cause I, that doesn't sound fun to me, but <laughs> you know, it's like, you ha- kind of have to, I kind of have to tell people that sometimes, like, why do you expect the world, like the, the magic of the world to like show itself to you if you don't even believe in it, you know, like right. you have to open up to it in order to experience it. Um, so yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a, that's a definitely an important framework for folks who are like, I don't get this. It's like, have you tried to get it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's, it's cool that your, your father was kind of like teaching you about the planets and everything growing up. That feels like a very like subtle magic in itself. Yeah. Um, He wouldn't, he would never think of it that way. I mean, for him, he's very like, I'm, he's always been like, you know, I come from a, a planet far away like he really like believes he's an alien not like actually but you know I yeah. think inside he believes that um but I don't think he could have anticipated me he's my dad's pretty old so when I first started doing this he's like that's just for that was just a thing that was that, that was like popular in the 70s like <laughs> what are you talking about he yeah. just could not understand it um but yeah he definitely was a major influence whether he knows it or likes it or not (laughs) love that yeah I'm curious if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about kind of like your lineage or maybe teachers or any other spiritual practices that have been influential to shaping your own practice yeah um when it comes to astrology I do have a pretty specific lineage um which is that of the Hellenistic tradition Hellenistic astrology um yeah, it was astrology practice. Oh my gosh. I'm probably going to get the dates wrong, but I think around from around like a hundred BC to like 1100 AD or something. Um, and in, in Greece and 
yeah that whole area <laughs> alexandria greece like that whole ancient you know ancient space <laughs> mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's an astrology that has a really um it's the system it's it's very systematized and that's why i love it um it just it just works so well and um and it ha- i love that we have these it's such it's very rooted i should say um and i started studying that through listening to the astrology podcast hosted by Chris Brennan, um, who is just incredible and has always been a huge like inspiration to me because he started in astrology very young. He started as like a 14 or something, 14 year old or something and um, didn't go to regular college. Like he went to an astrology college before they lost their accreditation because astrology, you know, who's going to give, <laughs> who's going to let that continue for too long. Um, but he, he's yeah he's just been a huge influence in the community um and especially in the traditional astrology revival um and with his podcast especially it's just such an amazing free resource to learn there's probably tens of thousands of people who have learned astrology through that podcast um so yeah he has been a really big influence and then his teachers as well um are people that i've also learned from like demetra george um she's a huge influence as well so there's there's a lot of other people too but um but yeah specifically rooted in the hellenistic tradition and that that differs from you know traditional astrologers who you who are more rooted in the Arabic tradition or, or Renaissance astrologers or medieval astrologers. It's so, we have so many little nuances, but um, Hellenistic came before all of that. So that's why I'm, I'm really into it. Um, yeah. And then I would say like from that, it kind of brought me into just using that traditional framework has kind of helped me connect with the planets and I think a deeper, more, um, yeah, more nuanced way, I guess. And, and then on top of astrology, tarot has been pretty influential for me in a lot of ways, definitely not as much. Cause I just, it's just a different, it took me a long time to sort of like start learning it even. Um, I just approached it in such a different way. Whereas like astrology, I was pretty much self-taught in the sense that I was just consuming information and, you know, wherever I could and putting it together. Um, and I started so early, but with Tara, I was always so, it's just a different, it's just different, you know, the pictures that the language of like images, um, and symbolism, even though astrology might feel that way, astrology has so many rules that I love, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's so structured and systematized, whereas tarot is not that way. Um, and so it took me a while to sort of figure out, find my way with it. And I'm still, I think, figuring that out. But um, Lindsay Mack um, of Tarot for the Wild Soul has been a huge influence on me just in general. And, um, you know, as a teacher, as a colleague, as a friend, like she's just a great person. And so that was really my diving into Tarot was through her work. Um, and yeah. I don't know what else do I do <laughs> that's pretty much it it's mostly just astrology some tarot to supplement it um and then like yeah that's that's pretty much my yeah. like practice 
Yeah, I find that, I mean, it's interesting to think about like the difference between astrology and tarot, because I think, I don't know, there's, I feel like there's intuition in both practices, but in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering too about magic and Hellenistic astrology, because I feel like I'm more familiar with like astral magic of like the medieval period. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just have more information or texts from that time, but um, is there like magic that's spoken about in Hellenistic astrology? I don't know. Probably, uh, not that I've actually, not that I know of, honestly, I think, um, yeah, it probably does mostly come from medieval tradition and onward. I'm sure they were doing stuff, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's actually something to think about. I haven't really looked into, I haven't come across it at least. Um, but yeah, I think in general, like, you know, Hellenistic kind of led into medieval just the, through the time periods. And so just being able to, um, dive deep into the planets in general I think that's something that a lot of people kind of don't really understand when they get into astrology when you know when they're first kind of learning is like it's really about the planets it's really not about the signs um and so just becoming more intimate with each of the planets and their archetypes is like magical in and of itself and you start to see the way that they they show up in your life in different ways um and in different people too yeah, just the whole, I think just practicing astrology, honestly, is like, yeah, is magical in and of itself, honestly. Absolutely. And I mean, I think we're in such an interesting time as human beings on so many levels, but especially with like culture's relationship to astrology. Um, mm. And so I'm wondering how it feels to be practicing this like ancient art in a modern time and any challenges you've experienced or anything that's been interesting? Um, Yeah, it's been, it's definitely interesting. And I think part of it is like knowing the history too um, and really diving into the history of astrology. And you see how like it, it becomes very popular during certain time periods and then it dies out completely and then it comes back and then it dies out. And so the fact that like having that knowledge and knowing that we're in this sort of Renaissance period again, Mm -hmm. um, with astrology and that it's like pretty, probably bigger than ever, you know, in terms of the amount of people, um, on, on the earth who know about astrology and, you know, maybe know that their sun moon rising or something. Um, yeah, we're at this, like, wild period with that but then with that comes more criticism scrutiny you know people trying to limit that in some ways so that part is really interesting and I probably you know I definitely always have that in the back of my mind that like this isn't it won't be like this forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) um maybe hopefully it'll last you know my lifetime in terms of people regarding it um the way that people regard it which is a little bit better than how it was you know 10 years ago or whatever um but yeah so that part of it is interesting but thinking about the fact that yeah it is this ancient this ancient practice that you know the roots of it the roots of the astrology you know, all most of us practices are about like 4,000 years old. And so thinking about how 
it's just been passed down, you know, through that, that, that long time period. And then kind of lands in the hands of someone like me or some of my incredible co colleagues who are like, you know, also queer people of color. Um, and now it's like, we're teaching it, we're, you know, using it and practicing it. And it's just become so much more accessible and diversified in like all of the ways. Um, that to me is really exciting and something I like to I like to talk about, you know, I love teaching the history, even when I'm just doing like a short little, you know, brief history of traditional astrology, because it's cool to see where, you know, the whole timeline, the ups and downs and the peaks and valleys, and then looking at where we are now today. And it's like, I always end those lectures with like, and now you're learning it from like a queer black chick, you know, it's like, how cool is that? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like it's 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 it is amazing how many people are practicing all these different types of like magical practices and and I just think about how each of us is shaping it in our own way and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like probably part of my part of my favorite thing about just being an astrologer is being in community with other astrologers. Like I don't know how people don't have you know, people, who, there's professional astrologers out there who like aren't in community with one another and they just like, you know, have their clients and do that work, which is totally valid. But I'm just like, how could you not want to connect with other astrologers? Because I think astrologers and, you know, magical witchy people in general, are like the coolest people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to always be around <laughs> astrologers. Yeah. It's so amazing to be able to like, just nerd out about topics that, you know, other people exactly. might not even have like any concept of. That's why I created my community, the 11th house, um, specifically for that reason, because there's so many people who don't have anyone in their lives they can talk to about like with astrology. I like to say it's speaking the language because it is very much its own language. And I just remember being super obsessed and having no one to talk to. Maybe I found this one girl on Reddit. We used to like text all the time about astrology but you know no one in your life and it's one of those things where once you get into it kind of you do kind of become a little bit obsessed and you kind of do have to talk about it with people and like you know read charts and get opinions and you know all of that and so if there's if you don't have people in your life who are down for that and even if you do if they don't also speak the language it's just it, it's it's hard it's hard to kind yeah. of grow and expand from that so that's why I created the community, the 11th house, because um, I knew that was a need for folks and because it was very much a need for me. And it's cool. We've been, you know, a lot of people have been making connections and um, and we just get to like gather a couple times a month and talk astrology and speak the language. And it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Can, can anyone join at any time or is it... Um kind of a membership type situation it's a membership and we open the doors um well yeah we open the doors like every couple months um I think you said this comes out like the 15th or something mm -hmm. so the doors will be open until the night of the 16th so if anyone is interested um I'm pretty sure yeah or maybe it's the night of the 15th I forget <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> you want to check it out. Yeah, we'll probably have a link or something. Um, but it'll, it'll open up every couple of months. 
Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure that this comes out a few days before it closes. Cool. cool. Yeah. I'm curious um, if you, this is kind of a little bit of a segue, but do you call yourself a witch or is there an, I mean, you're an astrologer, so that's like a label you could use to associate yourself with magic, but how do you feel about the word witch? And is that something that resonates? Um, you know, I don't, I don't call myself that. <laughs> that's totally cool. And I don't fully know why I think, oh, well, you know, I do have, I do feel like I'm maybe like I'm imposter syndrome a little bit when it comes to witchcraft specifically. I feel like I'm not, I, like, I, I don't feel like I can take on that, that title because I, I just have issues with like the witchcraft stuff, not actual issues, like moral issues, but just in terms of practice, you know, for myself, um, I do it every now and then, especially when, it, when there's like a real need and I'm like, gotta do a spell or I gotta, you know, sometimes I feel really connected in that way, but I'm most of the time I am not doing any sort of magic. I mean, I would say I, I'm more of like a ritual. I wouldn't even say ritual prayer person. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, I like to um, pray to the planets and give offerings to the planets. Um, but that's pretty much the extent of what I do, unless unless I'm feeling the need. And usually when I feel the need, it's like a defensive boundaries type of thing where I'm like, I need this person to stop fucking with me, you know, mm -hmm. like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I'm sure like, it's not like if someone called me a witch, I wouldn't be like, no, don't call me that. Right. <laughs> it's like, not like I don't identify fully, but I definitely, the, the identifiers I use for myself tend to be astrologer. Um, honestly, business owner like that's mostly what I do I'm just mostly running my business yeah <laughs> um, so it's like mostly that um an educator that's like mm -hmm. a big one for me but yeah yeah I feel like I don't know it's I feel like there's also a conception around like witchcraft it's like you have to be like you know sacrificing things <laughs> to the full moon like every full moon and I don't know having yeah some kind of like really deep or intense routine or something, um, which can be true and can be great. But also I think, you know, prayer, pray, prayer and making offerings to the planets, that's such a magical act. And it doesn't have to be like a huge ornate ritual. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And I think like by definition I am, but I think because of the potential perceptions people might have with that word, that's probably why I don't use it. For sure. Yeah. Totally yeah. valid. Yeah. There's so much, um, so much caught up in the word, bitch. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Can be like really scary. And especially like some cultures using the word, which is like actually still dangerous. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely a word that you want to tread lightly with. Yeah, my my extended family would not be cool. <laughs> if I were like, yeah, they would probably, I don't even know how they would react. They would probably like try to get me into church or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are they cool with your astrology practice? Yeah, but I don't, 
get it. Like, I think it's just because they love me, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think they just um, are like, yeah, like, you know, supportive and just whatever I'm doing. But um, it's not like they like even my mom didn't even know I had a podcast like they just they're just they just support just for the sake of supporting, but they know nothing and like do not care. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I think yeah. that can be like a really good, healthy space sometimes, you yeah. know, um, depends, but yeah, they just are like, cool. You're making money. Great. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if you have, um, you did share some really good resources. The astrology podcast is an amazing one. Um, and you have your, your community, but is there anything like in terms of advice maybe that you would give to maybe a young astrologer or someone who's looking to feel more themselves on their magical path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 The astrology podcast is a good resource. I also would plug my podcast, the astrology show, the astrology show, because it basically it's like, I'm having conversations with other peers and um, colleagues in the community about astrology it's very educational and it can be a lot easier to digest than the astrology podcast the astrology podcast is like class it's like feels like lectures almost which mm -hmm. is like amazing because Chris is so thorough and has done so much research and he's so well versed in everything but if you're more looking for something more casual but also you'll learn a lot like my podcast really is really good for that um but yeah I, I would say in terms of like us being on a, on a journey with astrology, maybe, um, education wise, I'm always going to suggest learning traditional astrology. I think it just will enrich your practice, no matter, you know, what type of astrology you end up using traditional, is such a great framework. It provides a really good framework. Um, and I guess my like, yeah, other technical piece of advice that's not so technical is if you are interested in learning more about yourself and like really um, diving into, yeah, your identity and things like that within your birth chart, look at your first house and look at the planet that rules your first house. Um, and meaning like whatever planet, yeah, rules the sign that is rising, that your rising sign is in. Um, and I would say only use traditional rulerships. Don't use Neptune, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus as rulers. Um, Mars rules Scorpio, um, Saturn rules Aquarius, and Jupiter rules Pisces. Um, and look at where that planet is in your chart, whatever the planet is that rules your, your rising sign. And that's going to speak so much more to like you and who you are than any other planet in the chart, including your sun, moon, you know, all of that. It's, and I, I teach a lot about that planet and just, you know, your, your identity in the birth chart, because it's, there's, there's just so much you can get from that, even just exploring mm -hmm. that one planet. Um, and yeah, it's helped me a lot identity wise. And, um, I think it can just be really helpful for folks. So that's, that's something I would say. Um, yeah. And then I would also say, find like, when it comes to figuring out what type of content you want to consume in regards to astrology, like if it makes you anxious, 
drop it. <laughs> you know, if, it, yeah. if anyone's making you anxious about, you know, astrology or about transits or anything, like, please don't consume that content because it's not, that's not what this is about. And it doesn't have to be like that. Um, find people who you resonate with and follow who, you know, they're following and promoting. Most of us in the community really love each other. <laughs> and so we do often promote each other's work. Um, and yeah, find like, yeah, find astrologers that are in community with one another too. I think that's important. Yeah. That seems like really good advice, especially this year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone, oh, I forget, I feel badly, I don't remember who posted this, but it was on Twitter, someone posted that they saw on TikTok, like a lot of young astrologers getting really upset about the Pluto return and like mm. having a lot of anxiety reactions about it. Um, yeah, and it just, that feels like really good advice to just notice when you're having anxiety about something like that, because anxiety is is a feeling and that's real, but it also is not necessarily the most supportive feeling to like follow. Um, yeah. And astrology is one of those things that it can, you can get so obsessive with it. And so if you get anxious about one thing, you might start researching it and then just like never stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just keeps building and building. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's important to like get reasonable opinions. Like, yeah, the Pluto return to the United States um, is an intense thing, but guess what? We've been in it for years. <laughs> like right. we were, and we're going to be in it for a couple more years. It's not just like that one date or this one event or anything that's going to like, you know, make the country not exist anymore or something. Um, right. not to, not to make light of any anxieties around it. Cause it is, you know, I definitely, especially years ago when I first started getting, getting into it and I saw it coming, it was like, that's something it's natural. I think to, to have anxiety about certain transits and stuff. Um, but the like worldly transits are not the same as personal transits. And, you know, January 6th happened. That was a really shitty day, but did that affect you in your personal life? You know, like that was part of the Pluto return, you know, mm -hmm. um, all of this has been. And so just knowing that it's, yeah, when have it being able to have some, um, I don't know, boundaries, I guess, around the, the information you're consuming, um, is really important because you don't have to, you don't have to listen to all of it and it's not all going to be true for you either. Yeah. That's very important to remember this day and age in particular. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for that advice. That feels really, um, helpful. Good, good. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering if you could share, I'm trying not to ask you like a too big of a question, but is there any like bright moment in the future of 2020 astrologically that you wouldn't mind sharing like a tiny bit about? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm particularly looking forward to, what is it, April? I think it's April, late April. Um, but throughout April, both Venus and Jupiter will be moving through Pisces okay. and I'm excited for that. I'm a Pisces rising, but also I think just in general, it can be a really lovely time for folks because 
Venus and Jupiter are referred to as benefics. Um, so what that means is like they, those two planets kind of rule over and bring about things that we tend to think are good. Like Venus rules love and beauty and, um, you know, aesthetics and good music good food, art, creativity, like all of those really lovely, nice things. I would like to say like the simple pleasures of life, sex, romance, all of that. Um, and Jupiter rules big opportunities, expansion, growth, fertility, um, opportunities, all of those type of things. And so knowledge, you know, spirituality, um, and they both love being in Pisces. They both do really well in Pisces and they're able to kind of express their beneficence in bigger ways and more universal ways as well um, when they're in Pisces. And so the fact that they're both going to be there um, which doesn't like, it only happens maybe once every, every 12 years or something, because Jupiter only comes back to Pisces once every 11 to 12 years. So, um, it's special. And we have that for about throughout, almost throughout the month of April. Um, so that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. It's, it's also like kind of some other like annoying stuff happens at the, at the same time. Cause like, we can't, we can't just have nice things, but, no. um, <laughs> but that, that in and of itself is going to be really lovely. I think. Awesome. Yeah. I think like, like you mentioned, you know, getting to know the planets and like praying to those planets probably during that time might be helpful. Mm -hmm. And, and before then too, like developing a relationship with them now it's going to make it so, you know, those things, they already, they already know you, you know, they're already comfortable and familiar with you. So when they're, when they're both in that, I mean, Jupiter's there and already has been there in Pisces, but when Venus gets there, um, they'll just be waiting to shower you in some blessings. <laughs> I love that. Well, I want to end on like a sweet note because that feels fun. Cool. <laughs> and I would love if you could share how folks can learn from you and we'll link your podcast, of course, in this, in our show notes too, but anything you want to share. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, the, the astrology.com is going to be a cool, cute place to go and <laughs> browse around. Um, I'm in the middle of like a huge rebrand, so it'll be out by the time this releases. Um, but you'll be able to find I have a free um, houses PDF. So if you're interested in like learning about the houses, that's there. It's already on my website now, but yeah, it's on my website. Um, and then you can also find um, my store, which has like courses and workshops and webinars um, to doubt to purchase and, and watch. Um, when you do that, you, you do get an invite to um, our Discord community. That's just for students too. So you can connect with other students there. Um, and then the, the 11th house by membership, um, it's really fun. We do, we do meetups on the new moons and the full moons. Um, and the meetups kind of consist of me talking for a bit about the astrology. Um, and then I just put you guys into breakout rooms and you get to talk to other people and hang out. And that's always really fun and enriching for folks. And then we also have a discord that's super poppin' and lively and, we do, we do a lot. I'm, I'm adding even more um, like live sort of podcast recordings that you can watch live. And we have a, we're doing a reading trade once a month. So you can just come show up and get partnered with someone and trade readings if you want to practice. 
Um, lots of really cool stuff in the 11th house. So you can check that out. Um, and then, yeah, my podcast, the astrology show, um, season three, we are starting off the season on a series of on the houses. I mean, sorry, on the, on the signs we did, a, we did a houses series, we did a planet series and so now we're doing the signs. Um, and yeah, those, those come out every Monday and Thursday. Um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, I'm, I'm hosting a retreat in France this summer. Wow. Cool. Knitting and astrology. So that's going to be really cool. Um, and some other like in-person stuff. I'm not, I'm trying not to teach online this year. I'm just, I'm zoom fatigued. So good for you. <laughs> Do yeah. a couple in-person things and, um, and then yeah, the 11th house. Wow. Sounds amazing. Thanks. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Knitting astrology knitting and astrology. Yeah. I have a student, an 11th houser, um, who hosts knitting retreats in France. And I was like, do you want to do a collaborate, a collab retreat? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're planning that right now. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be basically knitting all day and talking astrology and just wandering around the, the, you know, Northwestern France swimming and chilling. So sounds dreamy. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. I know people are um, going to be super excited to continue to learn from you. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.